0: Hey friends, thanks for listening to the City Network podcast. We're so glad you're here. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about the Soul Care Prayer Summit happening April 22nd to 24th up at Quaker Hill in McCall. The summit is for men and women who serve as leaders and missionaries in the Treasure Valley. This is a space created for you as a visionary leader to hear from God and care for your soul. And it's not just for pastors. Is for anyone who has a vision for kingdom transformation in their sphere of influence. We want to create a space for you and your spouse to pray over that and to pray for our valley together as a unified church trying to reach our communities with the gospel. We're also helping with child care this year, so let us know on the registration form if that's a need for your family. Go to thecitynetwork.org slash soulcare to register. And now for today's episode.
1: relationships generally i think there's been um a particular word that's kind of broke through those relationships which is you know you c- you can only control what you can control and, um, mm. a lot of that imposter syndrome comes from expectations that frankly some of them aren't biblical. some of them are just you kind of self-imposed uh expectations and um you know you're measuring yourself against things that it's just not fair. You know what I mean? So, so some of it was just, man, I I mean, I had a pastor, I was, I was telling a a friend, kind of that story just how empty it felt, you know, all the work you put in and then you're preaching to four people, you know, and he just turned it around and says, man, how beautiful it is that, you know, those four people get to sit under the word and and hear God's word preached and taught and, and, and that they were there. And I mean, there's, there's so many beautiful things going on in those moments and it's, it's our expectations that create this disparity of, of yeah. you know that that's the uncomfortable part. you know, if we just I don't want to say lower our expectations, but just have good biblical expectations about what what's required of us and that. You're
0: listening to the City Network podcast. Our mission is to grow and multiply healthy churches in the Treasure Valley and beyond. Head to thecitynetwork.org for more info on our initiatives to catalyze church transformation and church planting. Here's today's podcast. All right, hey City Network, uh, welcome back to the City Network podcast. I am your host, Alyssa Statlander, and. I'm the communications director at the City Network, and today I'm joined with church planter J.B. Van Hoogen, um, and he is uh, the lead church planter at Boise Gospel Church in Boise. Um, he received his bachelor's degree from BSU and has a um, MA in Biblical and Theological Studies from Western. Um, he's been married to his wife, Jessie, for 14 years, and they are the parents um, to four boys, Bear, Hank, Gus, and Lou. Some solid names. <laughs> love those. They're so cute. Um, and we are so grateful uh for him to join us today and just tell us a little bit about his experience with church planting. So hey, JB, thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, hi, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really excited, appreciate it.
0: Of course. Um, so we're just gonna jump right in today. Um, I'd love to start by hearing just the loose story of your church plant. Um, why did you choose to start? Um, and sort of how things have unfolded.
1: Yeah. um, So I am a, I'm a pastor's kid. My dad's a a pastor in Boise. Um, I grew up in Boise, graduated from Bora High School. Um, This is a place that we've always loved and known and wanted to to stay and wanted to be here. Um, So I've been around ministry for a long time. Church planting was something I, actually pastoring in general, was something I rejected, didn't want to do most of my life. Um, Not as a, Rebellious thing, but just as a kind of wanted to be my own man kind of thing. Um, God turned that ship around probably six or seven years ago. Uh, we got into into ministry. We do some uh, international ministry with different pastors and churches around the world. Um, but once we got into that, it was it was really clear God was steering us towards planting. And, and I, I wouldn't say clear as in like the pathway was super clear, but it just the burden was um, was growing and growing intense, and so. Um, I'd say back in 2018, we, we decided that's kind of where God was leading us was to plant a church. We, um, at the time, my wife and I were in California. And um, so we asked like the super spiritual question, where are we going to plant a church? And we, um, we just kind of, it was easy for us. We didn't, I want to say, we almost said we didn't pray about it. We prayed about it, but we Mm -hmm. didn't labor over it for a long time. It was really clear to us. We wanted to be in Boise and, and that's the place that we knew and loved the most. So um, so we kind of set our sights there, um, and we we kind of had a, a loose plan as far as, like, kind of timing and how all that was going to work out, um, and, of course, COVID um, sort of disrupted a lot of those things, um, some in really good ways. It's COVID, in a lot of ways, kind of sped us up and got us here sooner, um, and then um, as far as how we decided to start, a lot of it was really organic. A lot of it was just we were gathering with people that, Uh, Knew the plan, wanted to wanted to support that and join us in that, and we were um, we had a small group of people that um, kind of in the thick of the pandemic didn't didn't mind meeting in our garage. We didn't want Mm -hmm. to break any laws, but we they were happy to still be together, and as long as we were careful, and um, so we just started praying, and and things just kind of started happening from there. So it was it was um, yeah pretty organic. I I say organic. I think in in the early stages we tried to say this is spirit led, and we wanted the spirit to to do those things. we made a lot of bad decisions though, early on too, in the, in the, in the name of being led by the spirit and trying to be organic and could have been a little more thoughtful. So, um, yeah, that's more of the story we can get into that a little later, but.
0: Yeah. What would you say? Thank you. What would you say? Um, you said, you know, that things were like made clear to move here. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking about being led by the spirit, like, what would you say like have that you've learned Mm-hmm. Um, about listening to the Spirit um, and paying attention to that as you've done this.
1: Um, yeah, that's a great question. I um, so my, my answer might be come out of some theological convictions. I think that the Spirit speaks primarily and loudly uh, through His Word, obviously, but then through His people and through Church. And so it was really important to us. Um, I say we didn't pray about things we did, but we we really quickly surrounded us with mentors and our, our the leaders of our church at the time. Um, and kind of asked for their wisdom and affirmation in those things and so a lot a lot of it was just the 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 common answer was affirmation and uh you know affirming maybe the the spirit's gifts in us um and and some of those passions and the the ways we were leading the ways that we were um leaning and wanting to go um were were good and right and consistent and and they thought it was a good thing for us to do so a lot of it was the affirmation that came there. I, I wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't. In our case, it wasn't these hyper, super emotional experiences. Just, just really clear messages from people that we we loved and and respected, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. and and just. And I know I'd say a lot of it too um, early on. And I, I think this is really important in church planting: is that um, my wife and I were on were on the same page. When we went on the same page, that was really clear that that was not. Hmm. That wasn't the right so a lot of clarity came when when things started to click in our conversations about you know what was next or where we were going and stuff so that was a big one too
0: yeah i love that that's good um so as you got here you were meeting in a garage first are you still meeting in a garage
1: no we're not meeting in the garage yeah we we've we've that, that this was uh early 2021 so we're two and a half years in or so like but we meet we, we went from the garage to uh a recital hall off of uh, off of park center for about a month couldn't fit all the kids there so we mm-hmm. we moved over and we meet in the university baptist church building in the afternoons on cool. Sunday so
0: nice um in all that transition and turning into you know from a small church plant and growing um into the church that you are now um where were some spots that were really particularly difficult um like where was some struggles or like dark moments that you've had to walk through
1: yeah um i'd say there's a, there's been a couple um i mean there's a, there's obviously the common ones i think which are just fatigue you know mm-hmm. uh, and you know the threat of burnout at least um we early on you really you 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 lean on heavily and and i i'd say you lean on you should lean on heavily throughout the whole process, but early on, particularly lean on relationships. And so when some of those kind of take a turn or go sideways mm-hmm. or 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 you have to uh, sever those relationships or at least you know it's part ways. Um that hurts particularly hurts like early on when you feel like you're kind of you know you're pouring a lot in and, and mm-hmm. hoping people are tracking with you. Um and you learn a lot there. So you're just you're confronted I was confronted early on with my lack of leadership and my, my lack of Gifting in certain areas, and um yeah, I just noticed some dry spots in my in my gifts and my, my leadership that I needed to to work on, and that's just that's just uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, yeah. So totally. I think, I, and I think that all kind of so uh, some of that's just relationships that kind of bring that out because you just you're really intensely with a few people a mm-hmm. lot. Um, yeah. And then I think what comes out, of that, I mean, for me, having grown up in in ministry and seeing pastors you know in, in being a pastor's kid throughout my life um you kind of like have a, a picture of what you know good leadership looks like or or can be like and so it's really hard not to deal with like serious imposter syndrome mm. um where you go from one week where everybody's there and you just there's a lot of energy and you feel good and then and then you're i preached a sermon one time behind the pulpit in front of like four people and, and you're just like, what am I doing? What, am, what is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, it's a real, yeah, it's, it can, it can feel really dark. Um, yeah. In those moments for sure. So mm-hmm.
0: what have been some ways that you have found to like um, that have helped you walk through some of that imposter mm-hmm. syndrome? Cause I think that's a big thing for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. um, oh, Just good relationships. I think I think every pastor needs um, solid relationships kind of outside the church where they can kind of un- unload a lot of those things and, um, and, and, and be yeah built up and encouraged. And so a lot of relationships uh, have, have been really helpful, um, but not just relationships generally. I think there's been um, a particular word that's kind of broke through those relationships, which is. You know, you you can only control what you can control. And, um, mm. A lot of that imposter syndrome comes from expectations that, frankly, some of them aren't biblical. Some of them are just, you, you kind of self-imposed uh, expectations and, um, you know, you're measuring yourself against things that it's just not fair. You know what I mean? So yeah. so some of it was just, man, I, I mean, I had a pastor, I was, I was telling a, a, a friend, Kind of that story just how empty it felt you know all the work you put in and then you're preaching to four people you know and he just turned it around and says now how beautiful it is that you know those four people get to sit under the word and, and hear god's word preached and taught and, and and that they were there and i mean there's there's so many beautiful things going on in those moments and it's mm-hmm. it's our expectations that create this disparity of, of yeah of, you know that that's the uncomfortable part you know if we just i don't want to say lower our expectations but just have Good biblical expectations yeah. about what what's required of us, and that helped a different, lot. Different,
0: so. yeah, different expectations. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, So then, from there, I'd love to hear you talk about um, some of the bright spots in your mm-hmm. in your time, um, ways that you've maybe seen God move um, and work through the work that you've done, or um just really shown up in ways that you maybe didn't expect.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I um I I really think that the I really think that the the difficult things and the the joyful things, the 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 failures and the successes so to speak are two sides of the same coin. I'm not sure if that's the right analogy to use, um, but are oftentimes um, sort of the same issue at the core and there's just one goes right, one goes wrong, or or one is uncomfortable, one's really comfortable. And I think relationships are a big one for us, Um, for every relationship that's been hard or or difficult or complicated. um, uh, There's been a dozen that have been beautiful (laughs) and and have been just like wind in the sails and just really um, soothing and, and encouraging and exciting. So, and I think in a sense, it's kind of born out of the same thing. Part of it is that we've tried to really Um, we've tried to build a culture of like really genuine affection and love for Mm -hmm. each other. Um, and it sounds kind of like a high ideal. Like we, we, um, we, we talk about it as if, you know, that picture in acts, uh, two of a a family that's just so devoted to each other. Um, and it sounds hard to do. And and it is because I don't know, you just, you don't always like everybody the same way at the same Mm -hmm. time. Um, so, but it doesn't mean that because there's difficulty or because some relationships go sour or some, it doesn't change the ideal and, and the fact that we're we're called to a kind of love that's crazy and um, out of this world. And and so in a sense, it's when when I'm, just, I'm circling back, I'm sorry, I'm talking in circles. But when I circle You're, back to the to the through. relationships that have been difficult um, or or have been painful. Um, We've tried to instead find, rather than like uh, gloss over the pain, actually find encouragement in the fact that it hurts. Like it, it should hurt. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we want it to hurt. If we, if we try to avoid the hurt, then we're really going to just avoid the kind of depth of relationship mm. um, that we, that we need. And so we've just by, by being constantly badgering that um, we've, the people that are with us now, it really is, it really is a loving community. We were just bragging about this sort of to each other, I guess. Um, in the last couple of weeks that um, it's not weird. If you hang out with us long enough, it's not weird to hear people when they're just parting ways from the park or from, from a worship gathering um, to say, Hey, I love you guys. Uh, You know, have a great week. And not just like in a kind of a flippant, casual way, but like, like some of the men to the men and the wives to the wives and the, you know, to the other people's kids, like, I love you guys. And, and, and we, I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's phony. I think it's really genuine, and mm-hmm. it's it's been really sweet. Um, I just I don't want people to be turned off to it or anything like that. Like we're, um, nah, I don't know if 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 they're gonna be weirded out by anything. I guess they could be weirded out by how much we love
0: each other. But yeah, yeah. that's a good reason for people to be weirded out. You know. <laughs> yes.
1: That's yeah. It.
0: That's the kingdom work right there. I love right. that. Um, is there anything? Um, let me see. How do I want to ask this? So you're talking about relationship. Um, and you've talked about how there's just been people along the way and that sort of seems like it's the central theme, um, of your church planting is the way that people have come around you and supported you, um, and then walked with you and continued to walk with you. Um, so can you talk a little more specifically about, um, maybe a few people who have partnered with you and who have helped you along the way in like some ways that, um, that was helpful?
1: Yeah um yeah there have been a lot i mean partly just because i've grown up in in boise and um and sort of around ministry a lot um i i have the sense which i know a lot of people i i've actually been friends with robert frazier for since i was in high school um
0: oh no way, way.
1: yeah so crazy
0: i'm not um, surprised so,
1: yeah like <laughs> i he knows a lot of people but i yeah. know him really good no i uh <laughs> uh so I, and I've appreciated, so I've appreciated him. Uh, I think some of the context of our planting, like when we came in and because of the pandemic, we, we kind of came in and, and again, because of the sort of the organic way in which we allowed things to happen, we were sort of like more independent than we really intended to be. We kind of just, it was just sort of the situation that we were in. Um, we have a sending church that, um, that where my wife and I belonged um, before we came and they've, they've been a, a help they' They don't have like a, didn't have like a strong pipeline for planting. It was just more of a relational. I check in with the pastor yeah. re- regularly, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. But when we got here, yeah, it felt kind of isolating in part because of the pandemic and just because mm-hmm. of just this, yeah, just those circumstances. And so um it was really important for us to find relationships. And I'd say, um, yeah, I'd say we've benefited from a lot of relationships like 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 Roberts. Um, he's he's inserted himself in our story and really strategic and, and beautiful places that have been really sweet for us. Um, but it was also really important for us to kind of have a, like a tight group. I I, I think I, my, I'm, I'm, yeah. my personality is not necessarily to try to, to know everybody I can, um, but to, to really hold close a few, you know what I mean? Um, cool. And so, so that, that was really important for us early on. We, we, we hit a little couple stumbling blocks early on. We didn't have a, a sort of a network or a, um um yeah, there was no pipeline or anything that we were kind of coming out of the plant. We were just kind of on our own. So, so later into the process, we we turned around and um uh, started a, a relationship with the Harbor Network, which has been a really that's the that's the church planting network that we belong to now. Okay. Um, and they've been invaluable to us from just a resource and affirmation standpoint and accountability and all, all kinds yeah. of things has, has been brilliant. really, really great. But then we've also formed a couple of really, really um good relationships um not just myself with other pastors well that's been that's been a part of it as well but our church with other, a couple of other churches so University Baptist where our, our church meets in the afternoons has been they've been a really gracious host mm-hmm. we're going to be um we're going to be worshiping together with them uh the first Sunday of se- September um, at Ann Morrison Park so we're trying to do more things together and that's been really oh. encouraging to us um and then Table Rock Church has been a really oh, mm-hmm. yeah just a really um, yeah, almost like we're sister churches. Like we've we've been really integrated, shared retreats with them. Um, we had a bit of a crisis a few weeks ago where we had to kind of last minute cancel our our worship gathering on Sunday morning, um, and they were just really gracious to just receive us and um, you know felt like we've we've always got a place to go and people to to be with um, when we need it. So that's been really helpful. Um, so those relationships have been really good for us, and and I think. Uh, it's been important for us that they be really um, not just like-hearted churches and but like-minded as well. Like it, been able to work through really, I mean, there, church planning, There's just so many practical things going on that you're trying to work out, and a lot of them have convictions and even some theology kind of undergirding all of them. So it's really important for us to find a couple of those relationships where we can really we can really dig in and um, uh, and and work those things out with, and that's so that's been really helpful. Those those relationships.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I think and I mean you might know this too from growing up here. I don't know what your experience was. Um I grew up in Boise as well. And yeah. I feel like I've been so encouraged just talking to different church planners and seeing things at City Network events where it really seems like churches are supporting other churches and mm-hmm. like are partnering with them in ways that like I'd never experienced yeah. growing up. Um yeah. and I feel like that's a new thing happening in mm-hmm. Boise where mm-hmm. There's such good support between different communities. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. find it so encouraging.
1: Yeah. So encouraging and, and necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, the more churches kind of silo off the less that they, the less they can really do. Yeah. Um, and the less they are an image of the, the kingdom that God's, mm-hmm. God's building. So mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah, more absolutely. we're, more we're able to interact and, um, i was i was impressed it's something i've probably taken away from we we had uh, spent a couple of years in portland while i was going to seminary before we came to boise mm-hmm. um and while i was in portland which is a really obviously a a, a difficult city and a, a place that needs a lot of the gospel as well but the churches that we found there I, when we were visiting churches I, I don't, I, it happened a number of times where the pastor would I'd, I'd meet the pastor and he would say hey have you gone have you checked out this church mm-hmm. you know, over here they're doing great things and and then it's funny, I, when I dug into it, they didn't even, they didn't even share. I mean, they were, it was a, a wide array of kinds of churches and they were happy because they knew the pastor well, and they were happy to send and recommend yeah. this and that. Whereas I've been in other situations where it's like, oh, come stay here. Don't,
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't check anything else out, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
1: uh, but those relationships were, anyways, that was, that was sweet.
0: Yeah. And that's just, I feel like that's what the church needs. Like the capital C church right now. It's a big thing that's missing, you know? is that we it's so easy for us to divide against things but so important Mm -hmm. to just be like hey they're working for the kingdom too and we might not agree on everything but their work is important Um, and it's totally fine if you go check out their place too yeah it's great Yeah, yeah awesome well to wrap up um Mm -hmm. i would love for you to give a one sentence word of advice for church planters and then maybe another sentence um that you'd want like church partners to know about to offer church plants better support so, like one word for church planters and then one word for church partners mm. who are supporting church planters
1: yeah so um the are great questions uh, i think my Man, if you get to know me, you're going to get to you're gonna know that one sentence, anything is hard for me. I mean, <laughs> brevity is not my if strength. If it needs
0: to be more than one sentence, I'm going to cut you off. Okay.
1: Uh, no, I would say for a church planter, uh, it's kind of a loaded statement, maybe. It takes a lot of interpreting, but um, I'd say major on the majors and, and minor on the minors. Now, obviously, everyone's going to have a different idea of what the majors and the minors are. Um, I personally, I think when I've, what I've tried to lean into the last year, a couple of years is that for us, the majors are knowing God's word and preaching God's word and, and knowing God's people and loving God's people. Um, and then the minors, minors aren't bad things, but the minors in our case are, cause I can, I can get lost in building websites event graphics and Canva and, mm. uh, you know, editing audio, whatever I can get, Lost in those things, um, and, and so much of that stuff is, I think those are the things that will burn us out before mm-hmm. before the things that God really, I think, has called us primarily to give ourselves to, which is to be with him and to be with his people. Um, so there you go, that's my, that's my my stick, is major on the majors and minor on the minors. Yeah, that's good. Um, as far as uh, partners, I would, I guess I would say, um, give them, give get to know the planters, first but but then give them once you do give them give them the pulpit um or, or the stage uh, uh for for some time allow them to share their heart um mm-hmm. one of the things I've benefited from the most is just the opportunity to articulate our, my passion even over coffee but just to be able to say it kind of like when it comes out of your mouth it just gives more flesh and bones to it like it kind of feels like you're actually you know you're, you're doing it now and and so just being, just church planters and pastors, they love to talk. As I, I'm playing right now, um, and just giving them a chance to talk about it um, over coffee. But then talk about it to your church, and yeah, don't don't be, uh kind of like we we're saying, don't be too territorial or or um, uh, about your people hearing about cool vision. Not that they need to be recruiting necessarily from the church mm-hmm. and like that, but just give them a chance to tell the story, so people can be encouraged by that, and the, the planter will be fed by the opportunity to. To speak often about what God's doing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, those are, those are great. You did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, JB for joining us. Uh, that's yeah. JB Van and everybody at Boise gospel church. Um, mm-hmm. if people want to find Boise gospel church, where should they go?
1: Uh, they can go to, uh, boisegospel.org. Um, Everything is on our our website right now. We are. This would be an example of the minors and the majors thing. We don't we don't have a a, a strong social media presence right now. So right now it's just come and hang out. Um, we're we meet at University Baptist Church building on Sundays in the afternoon at four thirty, and then we're regularly at a park somewhere. But you kind of have to kind of plug in and get to know us to find out when and where that's all happening. But yeah, we'd love to love to see you.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for joining. Thanks, JB. Um, Thanks, Lisa. And we will see you all again soon. Thanks for listening to the City Network Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, join the discussion on our Facebook group at thecitynetwork.org group. Or sign up at the website to subscribe to updates from our blog and podcast.